Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, your home for all things Chompy Boys. I'm JD Young, one half of the content boys, uh, joined by Dane Lewis from Locked on Stars because Kyle is off doing Kyle things around the world. <laughs> so Dane is going to be here to uh, recap a kind of boring, uh, we'll call it a defensive struggle of a two to one Sharks win. Dane, how is it going, buddy? It's going well. I'm uh, I'm glad to be. I think this is my first collaboration with you guys, so I'm uh, I'm excited to to finally be collaborating with at least half of the content boys. Yes, too bad you got the bad half of the content boys, Kyle, the <laughs> noted uh, energy guy. So, uh, but yeah, we'll have a full breakdown of the James Reimer doing James Reimer things and uh, the Sharks squeaking out enough offense again right after we get some fun intro music. You're Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I, when we Last week we had Seth on and I think he was a little like surprised by the intro music. I don't know about you, like when you hear other hosts intro music and you're like, that's not mine. Is it kind of weird for you off the top? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I get so used to mine. So when I hear and that was like drastically different. Mine's like very like hip hop, like heavy, like beat drop type thing. Like that was that was really cool. It was kind of smooth. So it's yeah, always we refreshing with, to hear another host music. We went with a funky one. So uh, but yeah, the big thing, the Sharks uh, two to one win over the Dallas Stars, uh, a game in which James Reimer did James Reimer things. And this I think uh, the, the Stars had an expected goals, all situations that like 3.54 and James Reimer allowed one goal. Um, yeah, I mean, what was your big takeaway coming into this? I know that Dallas is coming off. Uh, this was the third game in four nights and kind of a, a a tough road trip for them. But what was your big takeaway coming out of this game? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this game, at least for me after watching it, I think you could say this whole road trip is just the cruelty of hockey at times. Just, I mean, obviously, like you said, the stars with a pretty rough road trip going 0 three after, you know, tying the franchise record for seven wins in a row. Uh, and, you know, I, you could argue that they played pretty well in all those games. I'd say the LA game, uh, there was a little bit of rolling over and die aspect at the end. Uh, but I mean, against Vegas, that was one of the best games I've watched all season, uh, back and forth, high energy from both teams. And even the San Jose game, I mean, I, I know we were kind of talking before recording. It was kind of a boring game at times, but, you know, there were moments, especially near the end, where it got a little more entertaining. Uh, there were a few, you know, shorthanded moments or, you know, times on the power play for either team where things got a little dicey. Uh, but, I mean, I, I don't think the Stars really did that much wrong in this game. I think they did a lot of things well. Like you said, a lot of good scoring opportunities. Uh, but, you know, Reimer was doing Reimer things, like you said. And so sometimes things just don't fall your way. And, and I, I mean, it's just tough for the Stars going 0-3 after building so much momentum and confidence. But, you know, they'll be back at home tomorrow night against the Blues. So hopefully they can get some momentum back against the division rival. Yeah, and I think for um, kind of like Kyle and I previewed this game, the big thing was you can't let Dallas take advantage on the power play. And they went 0-3 on the power play. And that's where, like, you know, that was, that was a good matchup between the Sharks, you know, the Sharks and the Stars, where they both have very highly rated power plays and penalty kills. And the, mm -hmm. the that, I think, was the big difference where, you know, the Sharks were able to, to score some goals, uh, you know, five on five, especially with after they switched up their lines. You had Hurdle and Meyer, which we've been kind of wanting to see together. 
and look what happens. The hurdle, that line contributes to both goals this game. But to me, yeah, I think the special teams was kind of the big thing where, you know, like Dallas, like Dallas got a lot of chances on the power play and they had some great A opportunities, especially with Pavelski, who we will talk about later. And, um, but yeah, it's, they were able to, to kind of keep that vaunted penalty kill or power play off the score sheet. And I think that was the big difference in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I was really interested to see how that matchup would unfold because I think going into that game, San Jose was second on penalty kill and Dallas was second on power play. Uh, and I, they might have shifted a little bit, but I think they were both still top five. So, yeah, uh, you know, definitely one of those cases where defense kind of gets the, the upper hand. But yeah, Dallas had some good looks. Uh, but obviously, you know, San Jose is ranked where they are for a reason. So and, and it had been a while since we had played a, a team with that good of a penalty kill. So I think that that was probably good for the stars to get, you know, a taste of a team that can then challenge you on the man advantage a little bit. So I think it had been a while since they had faced a team quite like that. Yeah, and, and another thing too, I mean, this game was kind of sneaky important because both these teams are right in that wild card mix. You know, I know, um, I think the Sharks are one point out. They've played a few more games than most of the other teams in the wild card race right now. But like, this is going to be, this could be one of those games where, you know, later on in the season where it's like, oh man, we, you know, the Sharks or the Stars or whoever, they missed or made the playoffs because uh, by a couple of points based on a game like this where, you know what I mean? The Sharks, it's, I don't know, the Stars, I don't know what the Stars kind of um, expectations are going to this season, but like the Sharks have been kind of this like, will they, won't they, especially with like Hurdle going, you know, there's a lot of rumors of Hurdle being available at the trade deadline and maybe, you know, a bunch of other players and trying to, or if they might try to make another run with this core, but like, this is one of those games where if you win it and then all of a sudden, you know, you have that kind of those two points that you banked against a, another potential um playoff caliber team so like what is the stars big thing this year are they i mean i know they had their their cup run you know a couple years ago in the the bubble but since then it, it feels like they haven't been the same team yeah and i mean last season was so weird i know for several teams but especially the stars i mean they had so many guys that got injured on that cup run like tyler sagan was you know playing with like basically just his upper body working uh you know ben bishop was hurt uh, Anton Hudobin was going through. I mean, tons of guys, Alexander Radulov. And so I think this season was just kind of like regrouping and seeing if they could, you know, try to run it back because the team's not too different. And if anything, you could argue they they're better than they were when they were in that cup run uh, because Jason Robertson wasn't on the team whenever they were in the bubble. Uh, and, you know, obviously was a Calder finalist last season. Um, you know, he's out of a lot of offense. And, and so I think and especially kind of in, you know, the midst of this uh, seven game win streak, you know, the past few weeks, I think that the team and the fans were kind of like, okay, this is the team we were expecting uh, because the stars got off to a really, you know, rough start to the season, uh, had a lot of trouble finding some offensive identity, but now that top line of uh, hints, Robertson and Pavelski, they've really, you know, shown up and showed out most games at the LA game and the San Jose game um, somewhat excluded just because they were shut down by both those teams. But yeah, I, I think that's kind of what this team is going for is just to regroup and the hope is to at least make the playoffs. Uh, I think at this point, it's kind of impossible to think we're going to win the Central um, just with how competitive it is. And even a team like Minnesota uh, seems to be the cream of the crop of that group so far. But I, I think this is a team that if they can get into the postseason, uh, then it, you know, sky's the limits from there because that's really all it takes for any team in hockey. Uh, you know, you make the postseason and then you just got to see what happens because uh, postseason hockey is very, very different than regular yes. season hockey. Yeah, and, you know, especially like, yeah, Minnesota is playing really well. And, you know, Colorado is just kind of lurking and you're expecting them to just take off at some point i know right now they're scoring like seven goals a game but they have yeah. no goal attending but yeah i think the sharks and the stars are kind of in that same situation where you know they got some aging guys and they've got some youth guys kind of 
helping to filter in. Uh, but you know, it's like let's let's try to make the playoffs, and you, like like you said, you never know what's going to happen. So, but you know what can happen? Help you save some money and get your TV together using Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all your, the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Yeah, I think, like you said before, the the kind of the big thing for me was we talked about how, at least Kyle and I, when we previewed the show, was um, how... Dallas kind of feels like a one-line team, right? That one-line team, it's a very good one-line, you know, that, that Pavelski line. But we kind of felt that the Sharks' middle six might have advantage here. And we saw that especially with the Hurdle, Meyer, Barabanov. You know, they were kind of wrecking shop all night. And even that um, the Benino, Nieto, Cagliano, you know, future, or ex-Dallas star Cagliano, um, where you kind of felt like they were controlling a little bit of pace and that, you know, and they weren't getting the best looks all the time, but like you kind of felt like those guys were holding their own. Is that something you're worried about with Dallas where like they need, if they're going to make a run, do they need some more depth in that middle six there? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely an argument there because, and I think there's guys in that middle six that are really talented and there's a lot of youth and promise. Dennis Garyanov's a guy uh, who's had, you know, I think he played well. He had a lot of really good looks, you know, in Saturday's game, but even on uh, Thursday against LA, uh, despite the shutout. But I mean, you look at guys kind of like Jamie Ben, who's there in the middle, Tyler Sagan, um, guys that, you know, have been staples of this team for so long, but are just kind of getting up there in age. Uh, don't quite play the same that they used to. Um, Sagan's kind of found his footing a little bit as of late. He's been very, very streaky this season so far. Um, you know, he'll go on stretches where he's scoring, you know, you know, three goals in a row, like in a game or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's just kind of where they're at. It's either like they have guys that are kind of shells of their former selves or guys that are still young and kind of in that developmental stage, like Gurionov or even like Jacob Peterson, who's a, a rookie this season. Um, but I think clearly shown that he belongs on this NHL roster, uh, despite his youth. He's, he's, you know, had some really tough goals go in and, uh, a guy that, you know, I think the team likes having on. And then even guys like Luke Glendening and Michael Roffle, who were, you know, uh, off season acquisitions and free agency there good quality veteran guys that you know have good hockey iq and play really well but they're not necessarily going to stuff the stat sheet or be your best scoring option uh but they, they they can certainly make some good plays so i'm curious to see if dallas makes any moves uh, as far as the trade deadline goes really the only thing i'm hearing about us sending someone out is anton hudobin um mm -hmm. and i've heard really just buffalo is kind of the um main rumor but haven't heard too much from that and i know at one point there was a rumor about john klingberg potentially getting sent to carolina uh, but talking with jared at, at locked on hurricanes he Hadn't really heard too much on that other than that was just a circulating rumor. Um, and so not, you know, too much idea from, from at least Carolina who they would send to Dallas. So I'm curious to see if they choose to make any moves about uh, kind of the middle of, of the lineup. Yeah. And like, first of all, I think Buffalo is trying to play 32 different goalies this year. I think that's <laughs> their master plan is to see how many goalies they can play. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Cause you know, it's like hurdle for, you know, he's kind of, 
the bell of the prize right now comes the trade deadline. And, you know, like ever since they've started this uh, home trip, he's been on absolute fire with his six goal. What? And I think three games or four games or whatever. And it's just been, you know, like, especially after before that, where they had, he was definitely going through a, a bit of a drought and the coaching staff talked to him about his attitude and stuff like that, that hurdle needs that attitude, but just like, Hey, you're a leader on the team. You have to kind of, you know, be a little bit more positive and stuff like that. And then since he's gotten home, he's been absolutely on fire. And then another guy too, who this year has found a definite resurgence, um, especially if you're a long time Sharks fan, locked on Sharks fan, you've know Kyle and I have been pumping the Eric Carlson tires for a long time. <laughs> and it's just nice to see where Eric Carlson is. Dude, he's just back. And it's great to watch Eric Carlson do Eric Carlson things. Like I know the Sharks have very, or the Stars have very exciting young uh, defensive, you know, like you said, but like just watching Eric Carlson out there, just do Eric Carlson things. It's great. Right. Even as an opposing fan, it's great. Right. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean that his goal last night, obviously, you know, the kind of the, kind of the dagger, I mean, obviously Dallas scored after, but Dallas being down more than one goal this season has, has proven quite deadly for the team. So yeah, definitely, definitely a guy that you know was kind of fun to watch last night. The Sharks in general, I will admit, uh, one of the you know teams, even though it was a low scoring game, that I had a, you know more fun watching just because I feel like they were a team that I haven't seen that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, especially it felt like you know with last season, it had been years since these two teams met up. So just not a team that I get to watch that often. But when I do, uh, always kind of surprised, just and and taken off guard by some of the talent that I just didn't didn't really know about. Yeah, you know, and like they're guys like Darlene, who's a rookie, you know, if he's had a very long uh, path to the NHL between, you know, getting picked by Ottawa and Vancouver, both known for their uh, excellent development process. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, him spending a couple of years in Sweden and kind of refining his game, he's, he's done a good job of, you know, stepping into that top line with Kotor. And you can see the they definitely have some good chemistry, um, you know, and I think hurdle and, and the way team omar has been playing this year where you know he leads the team in goals and it's just this is the team omar that we've been wanting to see especially you know kind of from their cup run days where he was like oh man this guy's gonna be a you know yearly 30 potentially 40 goal scorer and then he's had a couple down years but this is the team omar that we've been waiting to see from the sharks and you know they they've their middle six is okay that third line's not too bad I, I wish there was a little bit more scoring punch there but you know i th- i think there's there's a recipe for them where they can play good defense and if james reimer continues to play you know out lights out the way he's been playing right now they have a chance i think to make a a, a good playoff you know make a push for the playoffs and you know really have to force the issue of what are we going to do with Tomas hurdle i think coming to the trade deadline where it's not going to be like well do we just trade him and give up or like this team might actually have some grit and and something special to it so yeah yeah absolutely very very interesting i feel like the pacific division in general kind of like you know the the top half at least uh including san jose just very interesting this year because vegas obviously uh off to a a weird start to the year but they've kind of found their footing and of course edmonton and and calgary are always gonna gonna do the things that they do so kind of interested to see how that division shapes out as the season goes on yeah, and you know, like Anaheim's been off to an insane start, which yeah, nobody yeah. nobody predicted. And it's kind of like we like kind of predicted Anaheim and LA where we thought LA might be the team that where it's like they could surprise some people, but it's been Anaheim. And then yeah, and, and the thing with Vegas is you got Jack Eichel just waiting, you know, kind of looming. <laughs> He's gonna coming at some point, and it's yeah. really scary with when they get him if if everything comes together. But um 
before we get into some Joe Pavelski talk, I little hungry. You know, it's Sunday night here. Had a long day of watching football. Might need to grab a little snack to get edit this bad boy and uh, enjoy the rest of Sunday night football. So that's why I personally reach for Built Bar. So Built Bar, it's in the holiday season. You need a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even but it's even better than a candy bar. Built Bar or is filled with so many holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Built Bar gives you the extra fools, fuel, sorry. So if you need to bust down those mall doors, battle all the holiday shoppers, or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you what you, that extra something you need to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Maybe you're friends with Santa. We'll tell Santa to throw in a few Bilt Bars in the stockings with so many flavors that make everyone's Christmas morning a happy one. So check out Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Yeah, today's episode, you talk about Sunday night football uh, in case you're needing to get any of your betting needs met for Sunday night football, which is over. But you can still do that for Monday night football. You can do that at betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, since Kyle is not here, Kyle, the noted Joe Pavelski hater, thinks he's overrated, thinks he's the worst player to ever play in Sharks history. No, I'm just kidding. But Kyle, <laughs> dislikes Joe Pavelski, so we get to talk about Joe Pavelski without Kyle going like, uh, uh. so Joe Pavelski. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's amazing, he, right? Yeah, he really is. He he seems to not age. I mean, he's 37, and he I mean leads the team in points right now. Uh, or if that, I, I don't think that's changed. I think that that that's right. And if he's not, he's top three. Uh, you know, despite a roster full of other really really talented players. Uh, and also, you know, they, I feel like the past three broadcasts of the past three games, someone has mentioned at one point or another that he's always the first guy on the ice at morning skate or just normal practice, standing in front of the net, working on redirects. Uh, and I just feel like you don't see that super often, not just in hockey, but any sport. I mean, normally a guy that's Joe Pavelski's age, that has been in you know, the league as long as he has. They kind of, you know, they have most things figured out, but uh, there's not a whole lot of you know dedication to still working on their craft. But I think that's one unique thing about Pavelski. Uh, you know, not necessarily the flashiest guy as far as numbers or stats all time, uh, but just a hard worker. And I think that's something that Dallas has really benefited from since he, you know, basically stepped foot on the ice for his first game as a Dallas star. Yeah. And, you know, we've before he was with Dallas, you know, he's with the Sharks. And that was the thing was Brent Burns out there shooting those Burns bombs and Pavelski out front, tipping those in. And, you know, you saw that natural chemistry with between those two. And, you know, it, it's. Like I do, Mr. Pavelski. Uh, remember, Sharks fans, it's not Evander, it's not Eric Carlson's fault that Joe Pavelski isn't here. That money was already like they had already si- decided that money was going to go to him. It was re-signing Evander Kane. That's seven million for seven years, which I'm sure the Sharks now would love to uh, go back and redo. But yeah, and I think too, like 
you know, at the time I was, you know, I, I was a big Joe Pavelski, like Joe Pavelski is one of my all time favorite sharks and stuff, but like, I didn't foresee giving him a three-year contract working out really well. I'm an idiot uh, because that contract has been great for the the stars this whole time. He's played outstanding. You know, when they went on their cup run, he was, you know, in the bubble, he was amazing during the cup run. I know like he had some huge plays and, you know, and I think with, with sharks fans, he died for our sins so we could make a cup run, you know, <laughs> against, uh, against Vegas, you know, literally taking that five minute penalty and, you know, getting dragged off the ice. I think that's something that sharks fans will, I will never forget, but like, <laughs> it's just, it's nice to see that he's continued to play well outside of San Jose. And, you know, I hope when his career is done, you know, that he comes back and he gets the, the full, you know, Jersey retired full treatment that he deserves as a sharks fan, because, you know, I mean, what he means to the Sharks franchise and, you know, being the underdog. I know Kyle hates the underdog story, but like, you know, just a six round draft pick coming out of nowhere. And just like you said, just how hard he's worked to to be where he is. And somebody just, you know, he could be happily like, you know what? I'm not going to come in early today. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I I've, I do what I do and, you know, I'm pretty good at it. But like just tirelessly works on, on his craft. And that's something to appreciate. Just, you know, how like for especially for a guy for his age where just how well he's done and for how long he's done it yeah yeah and i don't think anyone would blame him if he did you know take days off or you know show up maybe a little like because he has been around for so long and i'm sure his body is wearing down and he's starting to feel the you know the mileage racking up but yeah such a, a valuable guy to this team just in the way he plays but also i think you know just a great mentor to a lot of our young guys like jacob peterson i mentioned the rookie uh but mm -hmm. even rupe henson jason robertson who he shares you know that top line with uh, I mean, those are two guys who their careers are still ahead of them. Uh, they're playing great right now, but I think they still have a ton to learn uh, and they could still, you know, develop and uh, grow in their craft as well. And I, I think, you know, Joe Pavelski is a great guy to have uh, in that role. I mean, they have other good veterans on the team. Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, good guys to yeah. learn from as well. Uh, but just, you know, another veteran that can be added to this team that, uh, you know, if Dallas is, is, you know, able to make the playoffs, I, I tell my listeners all the time uh, that, you know, that I think that Dallas has somewhat of a, not, I guess, mental advantage, just with all the, the veterans that they have on this team, even like Ryan Suter, that acquisition in the offseason. I mean, these are just guys that have been in the league a long time and, uh, you know, have seen a thing or two. And like like we said earlier, the playoffs are just a whole different beast. And I, I think, you know, having veteran guys like this on the team certainly go a long way and just, you know, helping get through the grind of those games. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think that's where the Sharks and the Stars, they have that very similar DNA where it's like, you know, you have the Sharks, they have their Couture's, their Burns, their Hurdles, these guys, um, you know, their Carlson's, these guys who've played a lot of big time, you know, meaningful games in the playoffs. And, you know, there's something to say that, you know, especially when, you know, like the Wild, who've very talented, very deep team, but like, you know, they how many how many one and done seasons have we seen from the Wild? Mm -hmm. a lot you know and it's like colorado how many times ha have they gotten past the second round where it's like you know sometimes just having that that chemistry and these guys who've been there and done that it it can make up for that lack of talent especially in a, a seven game series where sometimes it's just a lucky bounce or lucky you know some one guy's in the right place at the right time to, to score a goal so yeah that yeah that literally happened to colorado in the in the stars cup run i mean game yep. seven joel kiviranta scores a hat trick in that game and he I mean, no, no disrespect to Kiviranta, but he hasn't done too much. <laughs> Nobody's but heard of, yeah. he's, uh, but he's forever a legend in Dallas, Texas, because of his, that game seven. 
Uh, Barkley Goodrow scoring a <laughs> yeah scoring an overtime against Vegas. You know, Barkley Goodrow will never ever have to buy a drink in San Jose yeah. ever again because yeah. And, <laughs> so, Dane, this was a lot of fun. Uh, tell the people where can they find you? Where they can they listen to you? All that fun stuff. Yeah, Locked On Stars is on your favorite podcasting platform as well as on YouTube. Just crossed 100 subscribers on there last week. Congrats, uh, super buddy. cool. Yeah, yes. I appreciate that. We've uh, we just started about two months ago on there, so love the love the growth over there but we're you know on those places you can find me personally on twitter just at dane double underscore lewis uh and of course the locked on stars account just at locked on stars and of course you can always find uh the locked on sharks on twitter facebook instagram at locked on sharks where we post all of our stuff there um you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh you know stitcher itunes uh we're pressing records here soon so you know get your vinyls oh, yeah. of previous <laughs> locked on sharks episodes um you can find me at my fry hole kyle is at kyle demetrius and we'll be back tomorrow uh to preview the uh kraken game which should be fun so uh dane as always thanks for coming on and uh hanging out with me on your sunday night so yeah absolutely thanks jd i had a had a great time have a good night all right and we'll catch you guys tomorrow Goodbye, friends.